Hey there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Reading Project Podcast. I'm Ashley, your host, and I'm going to be interviewing Margie Figueroa. And Margie is a wife, mom, founder, and lead teacher of Fun Shine Educational Services. She's a small business that provides online learning opportunities, including tutoring, homeschool help, and parent coaching. She has over 13 years of classroom experience and one year of instructional coaching experience, and she just has a passion for educating children. She believes in developing relationships with kids and creating a learning environment that's fun. So I can't wait to jump in and start talking with her today. We're going to be talking about five questions that every family caregiver should ask during a parent-teacher conference. All right, everyone, let's get into it. Welcome to the Reading Project Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Ashley DiMercurio from Your Reading Tutor, LLC. I am a private reading tutor, podcaster, virtual summit host, and business mentor. I'm also a wife and a homeschooling mama to my two kiddos. My mission is to help families, caregivers, and educators build stronger and more confident readers one episode at a time. I want you to know that you don't have to be a teacher to help your struggling reader. Over the last few years, I have helped dozens of families and students, including my own son, move from being reluctant to confident readers. And I'm here to show you that you can too. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the podcast. I'd love to know you're out there. So take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and share it on Instagram. Tag me at your reading tutor. Okay, let's do it. All right, everyone, let's get started. Welcome, Margie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. I'm super excited to be here and to share some really great, valuable information with your listeners. Great. So why don't you get started just by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of your journey to where you are now in education. Sounds good. My name is Margie. I am the founder and the lead teacher at Funshine Educational Services. Um, before I decided to open up my own tutoring business and my own educational services business, I was a classroom teacher for 13 years. I was also an instructional coach for teachers for one year. And I decided to take matters into my own hands and, and do my own thing in education and, and really use my passion and expertise to help families. That's fantastic. I love that you have that experience as a classroom teacher. And then now you're using that to like work with the families. I know when I was teaching in the traditional classroom setting, there was a lot of times where I felt like I just want to have a greater impact with the families. You know, I just want to make more connection with the families, be able to really support them. You know, I think as classroom teachers, there's so much pressure and so many tasks and, and things to work on and get done and meetings that there, it never feels like there's enough time to like really make those strong connections. So I feel like it's great that you know, in the, in my private practice, I get to do that. And then I also get to support families in helping them learn how to make those connections with their classroom teachers too. Absolutely. I agree. There's a lot of things that happen in um, a school setting as far as the behind the scenes things. So I completely agree with you where, you know, uh, in our position as tutors, we can serve families a lot better. I agree a hundred percent. Great. So I already know my answer to this, but I'd love to hear what you think. And that is, um, why do you think parent-teacher conferences are so valuable? Well, parent-teacher conferences are really valuable because if you think about it, a, a teacher has your child's best interest in mind. 
all the time. They always do. Sometimes it might not feel that way. But as I said before, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that teachers go through. You know, like you said, the meetings, they have things that they have to comply with, curriculum, um, demands from the administration, demands from the district, things like that, you know, behind the scenes, things that parents sometimes don't see or don't know about. So the value of parent-teacher conferences is very high because you're working together as a team. And I don't remember who said it, but there's a saying that I used to tell uh, when I was an instructional coach and a classroom teacher as well that says teamwork makes the dream work. And if we all put our part as parents, as teachers, and to help that one child, it, it, it's going to go a long way. So as I said, you know, teamwork, working together is, is very important. And parent-teacher conferences provide that avenue. They provide that path to get there so that everyone is on the same page. Right. And I think it, it's a really great opportunity to get that personal connection and, and sort of cut through all of the, the noise and the red tape, right? So you're having your moment in time to talk about your child. So whereas the teacher has the best interest best interests of the children in mind, she also has a full classroom. Whereas as the parent, you are the one advocating for your child. Um, And so like that parent-teacher conference really gives you a great opportunity to just connect, you know, about your one child, (laughs) connect in the moment. (laughs) Yes, definitely. uh, Parents, it, it is, I highly encourage parents to share with teachers. And as a teacher, I loved hearing about this as well. You know, what goes on outside of the classroom? What kind of interest does the child have? What kind of extracurricular activities do they participate in? Um, is there anything at, going on at home? Because, you know, changes such as, you know, a child moving from one home to the other, or maybe there's some sort of circumstance that's difficult for the child to deal with because you know they're they're children they're still you know uh, developing and so those all that information is important for the teacher to know so that they can individualize instruction or attention that the child may need. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really like it's a deliberate meeting, right? Like it's very purposeful. Like you are setting aside time to focus on your child's education and the teacher is setting aside this time to communicate with you. And so I think just the act of that, like putting it in your calendar, showing up, being there, being engaged and involved, that's a really powerful action that we can take as parents and teachers. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And and as much as some parents get the, um, have that, uh, I guess parent-teacher conferences have kind of a stigma in some sense where it's, well, that's the teacher's part. You know, when the child is, that's the teacher's job to get them to where they, they need to be, or it's the teacher's job to do this, this, and that. Well, it kind of is because that's what they get paid for. But at the same time, you know, we, as teachers, we, do need the parents involved because like I said, there could be things outside of the classroom that are happening that are affecting the the child's academic progress or maybe their behavior or their any type of development as far as social emotional development. It it everything works together. Right. Yes. All right. So what do you think are the top five questions that you encourage parents to ask when they go into parent teacher conferences? Well, as you go into a parent-teacher conference, the the teacher might say, okay, this is how uh, your child is doing. They might use a lot of educational jargon where you're like, uh, as a parent, you're not familiar with that because you're not a trained 
teacher and that's okay. So they might use, they might show you charts, they might show you graphs uh, showing progression, or they might show you um, assessment results where you're like, okay, what is phonemic awareness? What is phonics? What is reading comprehension? What are, you know, all these things that you might say, uh, I need a little bit of help with that. So a few questions that will help you, you know, guide the parent-teacher conference where you are really understanding um, how to help your child is, well, one of them is, in what areas has my child progressed academically? So it's important to, to really find out, okay, where did my child start and where are they at now? And where, how can I help them to get to where they need to be? So that will be our goal as a parent. So one of the, those questions is, in what areas has my child progressed academically? So the teacher should have or if they don't, they will provide you with it when they do have it, you know, where they started and where uh, they're at at that moment that you're having that parent-teacher conference. Um, another question you can ask is, what are my child's strengths and areas for improvement? So that kind of ties into that first question that you said that I mentioned as well. Um, but you also want to know, what are they doing well in? Because that parent-teacher conference shouldn't be focused too much on you know, what are their weaknesses? Where, where are they struggling? It should also be where, where are they doing well? And what can I do to support them? So as a parent, I'm sure that you have, just like the teacher, you want your child to progress academically. So sometimes we, as parents, we go in and say, well, I want to help, but I don't know how. So a very important question would be, what can I do to support them? Maybe there are games or academic activities that the, that the teacher can provide you with. Um, whether it's, you know, things that you need to purchase or free resources online, there's so many things available for you to support them at home. The third question would be, is my child on level academically in comparison to, to their peers? So as much as you don't want your child to be compared with, with another child, it's also important to know where are they progressing academically and on level compared to them. And why is that important? Because there is an average as far as academic level. And that average is calculated based on how children are doing at their age or their grade level. So that's important to know too. And if they're not on level, well, we can do something about it as a parent, as a teacher, work together. The fourth question is, is my child socializing appropriately? with their peers. So it's important for us to shift our view as a parent. Yes, we're having a parent-teacher conference because we wanna help our child academically, but there are also other um, areas of development that your child needs to, to um, you know, develop and, and improve in and hit those milestones that they should be hitting at their age level. So one of those is social emotional development. So asking those questions of, well, is, is my child socializing appropriately is very important because if they are, that's wonderful. If they're not, well, we got to look into that a little bit more. Is that something you see at home? Is that something you see when they're doing their extracurricular activities at soccer, at football, wherever they go, you know, after school? So, um, the social aspect of school is very important as well. You know, are they problem solving when they get into some sort of conflict with a peer? That's very important. 
And then the fifth question is what resources, programs, or extracurricular activities do you recommend to support my child? So again, the teacher spends a lot of hours with your child. So they, they have observed the way they socialize. They have observed the way that they problem solve. If they're good critical thinkers, their academic struggles and their academic strengths as well. And they'll be able to maybe suggest some resources, some programs, maybe extracurricular activities like karate or something else. And so that fifth question is, I believe is very important for them to ask, for parents to ask teachers. I think those are really great questions. And I love that you brought up the social emotional piece, because I think that finally, I feel like our generation so like I have school age kids, of course we homeschool, but I feel like we're just more aware of how the social emotional piece impacts learning than we ever have been in history. You know, like this is something we are really learning about and honoring within our children. Like if, if the social emotional piece is off, it very likely is impacting other areas of their academics. So absolutely. And not to bring up what we already know, but during the pandemic, when the children were, you know, well, well the whole world really were for, forced to stay home and, you know, learn virtually, it, I believe in my observations of being a classroom teacher, um, it really affected the way that children solve conflicts within their peers. Some of them don't have those skills yet. So that's something that we as parents, as teachers, as tutors should really emphasize the social and emotional development, you know, developing the, the skills to problem solve and to critical think and to know what to do when you're, when you're not getting along with a peer or which is fine. You know, we don't get along with everybody. Even as adults, we don't get along with everybody and that's totally okay, but they need to know how, okay, how do I approach this? What do I do? Yes. And the ability to communicate about that, to speak. You know, we talk a lot about literacy being not just reading and writing, but communication. And that, that's a big part of it too. So yeah. And, and there's bullying going on at schools nowadays as well. Not, and I don't, in a way you can kind of say, okay, that's the child's fault, but in a way you can't because they just don't have the skills uh, to socialize with others. So I think that's a really, really big one right now especially because like i said because of the pandemic where kids were forced to stay home and then parents you know with with good reason decide you know i'm not going to take my child to this place or i'm not going to take the child to the party or whatever the case is because they're protecting their child totally okay uh, i did it too i did it too right it, it it is what it is so um but now is the time to really you know, hone down on that. So yes, I agree. Social emotional development is huge right now. There's a lot of conversation about like the academic impact of COVID, of the pandemic and, you know, the gaps in learning. And while those things are, I'm definitely seeing that in my private practice, it's there for sure. <laughs> There's also this big, uh, you know, gap in the confidence and, just those skills, those social emotional skills. And having a conversation with others as well is what I'm I'm noticing as well. You know, the well, how was your spring break? Fine. <laughs> okay, tell me a little bit about it. So it goes back to what you said, the communication aspect of it and how it and how it connects to literacy. 
Mm -hmm. And I think it's great too, that you're encouraging families to ask that uh, question number five, what resources, programs, or extracurriculars do you recommend? Because as educators, we have a wealth of knowledge about kids and learning and programs and tools. And so I know I have people messaging me sometimes about, you know, oh, I know you don't specifically tutor math, but my child is having trouble with memorizing their multiplication facts. Can you help me out? And it's like, I actually can. Like, I do know some, you know, I know tools that work for kids for that, you know? So I think, just if you have a question about, you know, specifically for your child, they, they might have a really great idea. They might have access to something you've never heard of before, or, and even with extracurriculars, like if your child maybe needs more movement in their life or needs more, maybe some discipline from martial arts, or, you know, there's some, the teacher probably has a lot of experience and can, can give you some, just some things to think about that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Yes. And as a classroom teacher, to, to piggyback on what you said, um, there's a lot of resources that, from what I've experienced, that parents are not aware of. For example, sometimes there's extracurricular activities that are free, that are that the, the school is made aware of, and so the teacher is made aware of. And so, you know, maybe your budget is tight, and that happens a lot in families. That's okay. And they might be aware of something that's free or low cost, or there might, you know, there's a lot of resources out there that are free. So even if, you know, you kind of hold back, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford to buy these resources, or I can't afford to, to, to take them to soccer or karate or whatever. You're, the teacher might know of something that's low cost or maybe free. So that's a good point. Yeah. After hearing from families numerous times, oh, I never thought of that. I realize teachers really do have this, you know, just a different wheelhouse or a different set of information that we, you know, come naturally to our teacher brains, you know? <laughs> so it's good, good to ask those questions. That's great. Well, I really love chatting about books at the end of all my interview episodes, of course. So I would love it if you would share you know, I kind of open it up because people don't like it when I say, what's your favorite children's book? Cause they can never pick one, <laughs> but you could share a, a book you're loving to read with your students, or, or it could be your favorite childhood book, a book that you just really always, you think about when you're like, Oh, what's my favorite book. And then this one comes to mind. <laughs> well, my favorite book to share with my students has always been one that's called, have you filled a bucket today? And it's actually by Carol McLeod. And that book really helps with um, spreading kindness. So that goes back to our topic that we were talking about before, the social emotional development. And just really making this, this book is a book that I really love sharing at the beginning of the school year or at the beginning of when I'm starting to tutor a child um, because it really helps them look outside of themselves and how their words and their kindness affects others, whether negative or not, you know, or positive, it helps them see beyond themselves. And as we know, as children develop, I mean, before they develop fully, they are a little bit egocentric, right? And it's hard, and it's hard for them to see outside of themselves and how things affect others. So the Have You Filled a Bucket Today is one of my, well, if not the favorite book that I love to share. That's a great one. I'm familiar with that. I, I worked at a school once that did like a whole bucket filler like program and they had little 
stickers like I'm a bucket filler and all of that. I love it. I love it. So I guess the bucket, the way that I taught it is that it, it kind of compares to like your heart, right? Or your soul, you know, kind words, fill your heart, kind words, fill your soul, makes you feel great. And not so kind words or acts, you know, take things out of your heart and hurt you. And that's how I kind of taught it to, to the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, I always uh, want to give my guests the opportunity to share anything special that you're working on in your business or where our listeners can find you if they want to learn more about the work you're doing. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at funshine underscore edu funshine underscore edu. Um, there right now I'm working on summer clubs. We have drama club, which is a reader's theater kind of club where children work on their fluency and their acting skills. <laughs> and so that's really fun. I've done it before. Super fun. I um, also have a reading club for older kids, um, ages nine till about 11. And we're um, reading Wonder by RJ Palacio which is a wonderful book. It also has a movie um, about acceptance of others um, and really looking at someone's character, someone's heart, rather than looking at their outside appearance. That's pretty much the theme of that book. I also have a uh, something that I call Foundations Club. So it's a little play on words on the word foundation, where we're going to be working on foundational literacy skills. Um, with the little ones, ages six till about eight. So we'll work on letter sounds and we'll work on letter names, high frequency words, you know, the foundational skills that are really uh, important to become fluent readers. Phonics as in letter sounds and segmenting letter sounds, things like that is what we're going to work on. And um, I'm still kind of figuring out whether I'm going to do a math club or a writing club. I have some high demand for those. So we're going to, I'm going to see if I work something out there. <laughs> Nothing set in stone yet, but I'm working on the math and the writing clubs. That's great. Well, we'll make sure to include links to your Instagram page in the show notes, as well as to a link to the book you mentioned. So people can check that out if they would like. Is it okay if I share my email as well? Okay. So if you would like to contact me directly, my email is Margie, M-A-R-G-I-E at funshineeducation.com margie m-a-r-g-i-e at funshineeducation.com thank you so much ashley mm -hmm, no problem thank you so much for being here today thank you all right everyone i hope you enjoyed today's episode with margie i really love talking with her i appreciate her enthusiasm and it's clear she has a passion for supporting families in education so her top five questions were, in what areas has my child progressed academically? What are their strengths and areas of improvement? And how can I support them? Is my child on level academically compared to their peers? Is my child socializing appropriately with their peers? And what resources, programs, or extracurriculars do you recommend? I love those questions. I'll make sure to include those in the graphics this week. So make sure you follow us over on Instagram at Your Reading Tutor, or you can find me on Facebook at Your Reading Tutor online. And don't forget, summer is coming. And here at Your Reading Tutor, we have one-on-one -on -one tutoring openings for this summer, as well as several class options, including the Pokemon Reading and Writing Club, 
the Lego Build and Rights Club and the Cursive Club. And signups for those will be coming out soon. So watch the show notes and watch social media for links on how to sign up for summer classes. All right, everyone. Until next time, keep reading. Thank you all so much for listening. It truly means the world to me. If you love this podcast and have found it helpful and you want to help us reach more families, you could do one of two things or both. Just take a screenshot and text your three best friends or teacher friends, encouraging them to check out the podcast or take a moment and head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I love reading the reviews and hearing what you're enjoying about the show and how the show is helping you at home. And I'd love to be able to give you a shout out on the show and share your review with everyone. So thanks again. Until next time, keep reading.